Welcome, princes and princesses, to our Disney season. We'd like you to be our guests as we show you a whole new world. Please remember, what we say in this episode might be a little risque, but you shouldn't take us that seriously. We're trying to take the Mickey. You ain't ever had a pod like us, so sit back and enjoy the ride. What's up, Demi Nation? It's me, Jim Jim. It's me, Edma. And Mr. Inkendable. Oh, that's good. I like that one. <laughs> Thank you. Well done. Well done, Ken. How are we both tonight? Good, I think. Good? Yes, very good. Very good, very good. Why'd you put on an accent there? Oh, I'm just thinking about like, you know, more human interaction. So I need to like, you know, test all this out in case I get rusty before I get that, get back out there. He, he hasn't mm-hmm. spoken in a while. He's trying to remember what his voice sounds like. <laughs> Testing. One, two, three. Are those just the other people you've been talking to leaking out? <laughs> oh, hello, Ken. Oh, hello, Ken. <laughs> no, no, I just say Ken with different accents and I treat I was going to say, did you just call yourself Maybe. <laughs> I'm not good at dating. I think I've decided. I have the worst luck. Dating is not my friend. Maybe I'll just get a few more cats. Yeah, that seems healthy. <laughs> Did I send you guys the photo of the cat that like came into my apartment? I think so. Is it the is it the what the one that you had the one that was? Oh no, there was uh, one outside, and then and then I opened the front door to to take the rubbish out, and he was in the hallway. So I think he must belong to somebody like in my on my floor. Oh, I see. And uh, yeah, he came inside the apartment. And then I was just awkwardly standing at the door because, like, Willow, like, was sitting on the windowsill, like, at the other end of the apartment and then kind of looked over and was like, what the fuck's going on? Came over. And then I was just awkwardly standing at the door, like, do I, do I shut the door? Like, do I let them play? Like, what do I do here? Is this how people get extra cats? Like, just <laughs> <laughs> start collecting them. Is this, is this how the collection starts? It's like a sourdough starter. You can't buy them. You have to get them from someone. Yeah. <laughs> The mother dough. <laughs> anyway, so that's my life. Can't can't date, but I can collect cats. Oh god, how's everybody else's life? Emma's Emma's life is apparently <laughs> shambles. <laughs> I have supported the local economy like twenty times in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> nice. Tell me more. Tell me more. You're you're a real hero, Jim. Uh-huh. You're a local hero. Uh huh. I've just been ordering a lot of takeaway. <laughs> my wallet's doing okay because we weren't. Like, we can't go out, so, like, we haven't been spending any money, like, on going out, but it's kind of been evened out by how much we've been spending on takeaway, so. But at least you've got the, the um, the, the argument that you're, you're helping the local community. Yeah, that's definitely how you're I real, cry myself to sleep. Re- you're a real hero. <laughs> As I dab, like, special sauce off my chin. Well, the thing is, right, so, because I'm not catching the metro or driving to work or anything at the, mo- at the moment, it's like, well, automatically, not catching the metro, there's 50 bucks a week. Well, yeah, what me else too. am I going to spend that on? <laughs> Come at me, Oporto. I've become one of those people who realizes just how much his life revolves around the gym. Like yourself? Yeah. No, yeah. you do. <laughs> yes. He's reached critical mass. Everything revolves around him now. Uh, but yeah, no, you do go a lot like before. Yeah. I, it, like no offense to Liana. She's a doll, but like working out with her is just not quite the same. Hey, oh, hey, um, what are you? <laughs> sorry. Going for walks with Liana is just not the same. <laughs> I've been, tr- I've been signing up to um, Pilates classes and yoga classes and stuff that um, I used to go to dance, like exercise dance classes a year or so ago. And I stopped going when I did my ankle and then um, saw that she was doing some online classes and stuff and I was like oh you know that's good and at least it gets me up and about in the morning and now I'm actually ready to start the day as opposed to like rolling out of bed at like five to eight and then at the computer at eight that's (laughs) the greatest I was just it with the existential like dread was just setting in real bad (laughs) it was so bad I've I've enjoyed eating my breakfast at the computer. Oh yeah, yeah, I started doing that too. As I like log in. Yeah, and you know, you know how Damien was saying today that he felt bad taking a shower during work time. You know what? I would be going to have a coffee and like having a bit of a chat with my mates. So me having my shower during work time is like me just taking a little bit of a me break. Yeah, no, I get. That. I think that's okay. Weirdly, I'm working longer hours from home. Yeah, it's so yeah, much easier yeah. too. Yeah. You stay on a little bit longer afterwards. Yeah. Whereas normally I'd be like, oh, got to go to the gym. Did I tell you guys that I, um, on my pushbike road 
about 93 kilometres last week. I saw that. That was crazy. Who am I? What has quarantine done to me? I went for one ride last week and I was like, well, that's enough for me. For the year. Was was it to go get food? I wanted to do some exercise, so I rode to our old house and back. How far was that? Uh, It's about 15 k's there and back. It's not that far. Nice. No, that's all right. That's a that's a decent distance. I used to do it every day, so mm. I know that like I can zone out while I ride. It's it's nice. It's nice uphill all the way there, downhill all the way back. Now that I got my um my AirPods, it's great. Yeah, have Woo! a bit of emails. I went on like a twenty something kilometer bike ride last week, and I just had gotten my AirPods and I put them in. and I was listening to my emo playlist, and I got there was like the sun was starting to set. I was at the top of this hill, like just having a bit of a water break, and it's just you know when you like look off into the distance and just like pretend you're in a music video. That's a hundred percent what I did, and it was the greatest nice. thing ever. So you've got you've got your exercise going. You ride a bike. You've got the tech. You're basically a hipster now. Yeah. Oh god, no! Are you gonna fix it or? Uh... I take it all back. <laughs> Do you have thick rimmed glasses? Yeah. Is your bike a fixie? A fixie? What's a fixie? Fixed gear. No. Shame. It, really, it would have completed the ensemble. I don't want that. I don't know what that is, but I don't think it is. <laughs> is, that the, is that the one with uh, one gear? Yeah. Like it doesn't have, you can't change oh, no, no, gears. No. It's just the, have... gi- the one with the giant gear. No, no, yeah. no, I have all of the gears. Okay. How much lacquer do you wear? <laughs> None. Good. Three. Three. <laughs> no, I've got the. Three lacquer. Uh, three lacquer. <laughs> I've got. I just wear normal. Okay, look. For the record, I just wear normal workout gear, but I have. I do have the bib shorts because you need you need padding. You, you know. Look, I thought this podcast was going to help me uh, find find me a man, but I think I'm thinking that every every episode, I kind of uh, unveil something more about myself that's probably just like you know no no thank you're you. You're painting. You're painting a rich tapestry. For the listener. Yeah. Look, there's, yeah. It's definitely a tapestry. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good one. One imprinted with your very, very tight bra straps. What? <laughs> Nothing. Ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a throwback to the uh, to that episode where you were talking about taking uh, off when we your had bra. the Easter egg about me taking yeah. my bra off. Yeah, that was a yeah, great feeling. That one. <laughs> it's still still one of the greatest feelings ever. Do you wear a bra at home? I feel you know what? I look to be to be to be pretty open. I didn't the first couple of days that we were working from home, like kind of like when all this, but then I realized that if I actually get up in the morning and actually put on whether it's proper exercise gear and like put a bra on a shirt and everything, you feel a bit better. I think just oh. wearing track pants and just lounging around not giving a shit started to really make me feel a bit worse. You and I had slightly different species. When I went out to get my um my uh, my coffee in the morning, Leanna looked at me and went, your clothes are so daggy. They've almost gone full circle to becoming fashionable again. <laughs> oh my God. Are you also a hipster? <laughs> I was wearing like a dark gray like t-shirt and like dark gray fleece pants and like my New Balance runners. Oh man. Oh. It's like ultimate God. dad hipster. Yeah. Did you, did you have a gold chain as well? <laughs> I should. <laughs> oh, man. Have you got your quarantine beard going? Uh, just it's no, my normal beard. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yes I mean, I was prepared beforehand. You were the ultimate dad hipster, but without the kid. <laughs> well done, Jim. And then Liana was like, but this is how you would wear it if you were a girl and like hiked my pants up and like rolled the sleeves of my shirt up and tied a little knot in the front of my shirt. And she was like, you look so pretty. <laughs> so Ken, are you also a hipster? Is this? Uh, I am not a hipster. I, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't have, um, I'm very stylish. Uh, so, you know, none of that uh, throwback stuff. Always in, always in the most stylish uh, sleeping clothes. Yeah, look, stylish is one way to put it. <laughs> there are others, but it's it's definitely a way. My shorts have camo on them. They're like they've got this uh, the, the camo those, pattern. Like, those one of those the cargo pants that we just got the rip off. I, I miss those. I used to have I a great not. pair of those. I do not. There are only two pockets on these. Oh, wait, three pockets on these. There's one in the back. Okay. There are no, you know, they're not real cargo pants. Are they like the really deep pockets on the side, like the cargo pants? Yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nothing will ever be cooler than like 15 year old Jim who had like his like camo cargo pant, like cargo shorts with his PlayStation portable in one pocket and his iPod in the other. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the visual. Uh, Mm -hmm. How does it it feel knowing you peaked? Oh, at that I point in life. So early. It's, I'm really sorry a, I didn't meet 15 year old Jim. Oh, I he met, was gross as fuck. What did I meet? 17 year old Jim? Yeah, you met 17 year old Jim. He was slightly less gross. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> 
slightly. Those were the days. 15-year-old Jim was also less social. Yeah, I don't know. In some ways, 15-year-old Jim and I are completely different people. In many ways, we're much the same. <laughs> I feel like, Ken, you haven't changed much. Ooh, that's good. Wait, is it? Did you, did you like me back yeah. then? Mm, okay, well. good. <laughs> I mean, I talk to you every day in homeroom. Yes. Yeah. No, but I, I mean, yeah, in a good way. I think it's a good thing. Woo! I think you've, you've changed. You have changed. I think you've come out of your shell a bit more. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I think the bubbly personality and like who you are hasn't changed, if that makes sense. But you've Nah, grown I'm depressed up. as fuck, man. No, oh, I'm just kidding. God. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I think if if people met you now that hadn't seen you since high school, they'd be like, like, yeah, that's Ken. Ah, yes. (laughs) That's good to hear. I don't know. Am I... I feel like... I I don't think... I can't say if you've changed or not because I've known you a lot better since high school. Yeah, that's true for me as well. Yeah, like... I was a little worse. No, no, I knew you. I knew you in high school. I spoke to you every day, but like... (laughs) You know, you, you, did, you know, Jim. God damn it! Do not start this. I swear to God. But like you, yeah. But but back then you were like that cool, unapproachable girl who's like suit, like you know, just like you cool, know, unapproachable girl. Yeah, cool and unapproachable. You know, you're like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. You know, like I had no idea. You know, what I'm, I still don't know what I'm doing. See, that's where that's where it changes because I didn't know that you didn't know what you were doing. Oh, so is that why nobody talked to me? Because everybody just thought I was, like, too cool. Whereas, in actual fact, I was the biggest loser. No, 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 no. Everyone, like, sort of, like, look, looked at you and, like, you know, this is, like, one of those girls that we just, like, give a head nod to and don't embarrass ourselves in front of her. You know, that that's the kind of girl Emma, Emma seemed to me, you know? I need to put on my best appearance in front of Emma. That was your best appearance? I mean, that... <laughs> Now I talk about cat girls and redheads in front of you, so like... <laughs> Actually, that's true. That's true. You did not mention cat girls 10, 11 years yeah. ago. <laughs> he really let his guard down around you. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine any of the girls that we went to high school with would have been really, like, on board with the whole cat girl thing. <laughs> some of them, look, some of them might have been. No. Interesting. I'm trying to think of one. I'm trying to think of one. For anyone who doesn't know, our high school that we all went to was only co-ed for years, for the last two years. So, we tended to get a, like, a, a bit of a mix of girls. <laughs> and the boys had no idea how to talk yeah. to oh, or how to like, act in front we of hadn't, We hadn't even seen a girl in, like, five years. <laughs> I, I, remem- I remember it like at the end of the, our third last year of high school, at the end of year 10, they had like people come in and talk to us about like how to talk to girls oh and like how not, to, how not to be a complete <laughs> dickhead around girls. Yes. Oh, those. <laughs> uh, I remember hearing about those. It was basically like, look, we know you're going to fuck this up. Just don't say <laughs> dumb shit. And I remember when we, we had orientation when we were all starting as well. And it was like, now, these guys, they're used to acting a certain way. (laughs) It's been just the boys for this long. They've been alone on a desert (laughs) island. (laughs) Pretty long. Yeah. Wow. Good times. Good times. Um, I blame that school for my stunted social abilities. (laughs) You're all right, Ken. Uh, Yeah, at least you had a sister. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you didn't do too bad out of it all, Jim. Yeah, that's true. I met Liana on the first day that she went to my school. I met her on the bus, actually. And then, and then how long did it take you guys until you got together? It was a while. Two years. Yeah, I was going to say. It was all right. It was a slow build. Yeah. And look at you. We had now. a real, like, Sam and Diane, will they, won't they vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. God, what is this, like, 11 years later? Uh, 10. It's nice. We started going out in 2002. 10, so it's really easy for me to work out what year anniversary it is because I can just <laughs> minus 2010. Is that why you waited the two that, years? That's the case for all anniversaries, by the way. Okay, those we'll out get, there. I can just take away 10. <laughs> that's definitely why you waited those two years. You were like, this is yeah. going to make it easier for math later. <laughs> yeah, for later for sure. for, that is exactly what 17-year-old Jim was thinking. That was uh, He wasn't a stupid idiot at all. <laughs> but enough about me. <laughs> Shall we jump into it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tonight we're talking about uh, Les Incroyables. The Incredibles. Yay. Look, it took a lot of effort for me to watch this movie. I procrastinated this so badly. I don't know why. You really didn't seem excited to watch it when we talked about it last last week when we did the um, well, yeah, sorry, our last it, podcast. Yeah, it, it's not my favorite. I'd seen it once before the rewatch that I did today. <laughs> 
<laughs> and um, I, I don't remember. I, I didn't hate it, but it was one of those ones where I was like, okay, cool. I've seen it. Like I had no interest in needing to see it again. I haven't seen the second one. Look, so I re- so it's been a few years. Rewatched it today. Didn't hate it. It was enjoyable. And I think as well, like like we've said with all the other movies, there's always something that you pick up as a little bit more of an adult hmm. because I'm an adult, apparently. No. That you pick up. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, the government believes that I am. So, yeah, there's little things that you pick up here and there um, and like callbacks to other movies or like, you know, past whatever. I really like this movie. Mm. Yeah. 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 These are one of those movies I watched in the cinemas with my family. So I have like some nostalgia attached to it as well. But I did like it even at the... Uh, when I watched it the first time. I don't think I saw it at the movies, but I did watch it on, like, fairly steady rotation for a couple of years there. Really? <laughs> I used to put this movie on when I would, like, procrastinate high school assignments when I didn't want to do them. <laughs> the disbelief in Emma's voice. Re- really? So you had so you had your, um, what, your place, portable PlayStation in one, <laughs> in one pocket, your iPod in the other, and then you were watching The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've, I even watched, like, the DVD commentary track a couple times. Oh, my God. Oh, Jim. Okay, your next level. It was good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. See if I can remember any of the bits from the commentary. There's only one bit that really sticks out. There's one bit in the commentary where they um they talk about, you, you know, the scene where they have, like, the argument over the dinner table? Mm. Yes. In the, direct, in, the, in the commentary track of the DVD, they talk about how there was, like, weeks of discussion and, like, arguing within the studio about, like how the broccoli changed positions across the table throughout that scene. <laughs> what? And people, yeah, like <laughs> the broccoli moves throughout the scene because nobody was keeping track of where it should be, uh. Uh, like where it was at the start and where it was at the end. And so it just moves around and people like having very heated arguments about something that nobody cares about. <laughs> yeah, but you'd know that if they didn't and then if they didn't put that in there, that somebody would have picked it up years later and it would have become a thing. Like, what is the broccoli move? <laughs> The broccoli. Was that guy French? I'm not sure what that guy was. He might have been. Just kind of my pedantic nerd voice. Mm. Well, actually. All right. Maybe you voice Bon Voyage. Monsieur Incroyable. <laughs> so should we give a bit of a rundown on the uh, the plot? Yeah. I was just going to say, it's kind of, you know, what if the Keen Act from Watchmen happened in a legally distinct version of the Fantastic Four universe? And done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. Pretty was much. That our sh- right. Was that our shortest one? Yeah. Yeah, well done, Jim. Well done. <laughs> All right. Ken, give us a little bit of synopsis of this movie. Oh, yes. So, this movie, as the name implies, is about The Incredibles, which is a family of superheroes. Uh, the whole movie starts off with a flashback of uh, uh, Mr. Incredibles' good old days where he was at his peak uh, and uh, he was uh, saving lives and superheroes were still legal. Uh, we more on that later. Just off track for a second. Similar to last week, what year do you think that pre <laughs> that like before part is set in? Ooh, I'll, I'll just say this: that it seemed a lot longer than fifteen years in between. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. the way they like filmed it, it was like you know almost black and white. There was like this hmm. sepia kind of like filter on it. Hmm. Yeah, and the cars and stuff like that. So I would have put it as like maybe like the sixties or the seventies. But then when the like present day came into it, I would have thought that it was present day. Nope. Turns out the beginning part is set in 1947 and the rest of the movie is set in 1962. Oh, of what? Course. Yeah. Whoa. So they were in the war? Yeah, maybe. Oh. God, can you imagine Mr. Incredible, like, on Normandy? <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, throwing tanks at people. <laughs> is that how they won? Yeah, that's it. I wonder if he's bulletproof, though, or is he, if he's just strong. See, I don't know. Hmm, they never... Wore, His suit like, is you bulletproof. Don't... But the oh, thing the is, point. they never really used bullets against him, did they? No. Hmm... Anyway, we've gotten off track. Sorry, Ken, continue. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, so we're good, his good old days. At the start, he takes down a fella named Bon Voyage. Just incredible. And uh, there, there is a... Oh, I, I was thinking um, his name should actually be uh, Dynamime. What was his original name? It was um, Bon Perignon. That's it. That's such a good name. It was one. It's gonna. It was. I was gonna be in one of my my fun facts, but yeah, it was supposed <laughs> to be Bon Perignon. But the um after the champagne brand, but they were like no. <laughs> <laughs> Which so I sh- yeah. Did the champagne brand said no or did Yeah, the champagne because it's Dom Perignon. So they said no. Damn it. That would have been cute. Luckily there was another very accessible French pun they could work in. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yes, uh no, um a fell a, a fan of his, a fan of Mr. Incredibles, Buddy decided he wanted to become his sidekick, so he uh dressed up, uh got uh, some rocket boots, or he met he invented some rocket boots. Uh, and uh, named himself uh, Incrediboy. You're not affiliated with me! 
<laughs> try to help him out. Uh, but unfortunately, that brought him more disaster that later led on to uh, superheroes being uh, uh, made illegal. You know, this was uh, Incrediboy's uh, origin story. In le- Later, he becomes Syndrome. Uh, where he uh, starts inventing things, makes the money, buys a private island, uh, creates robots that can kill superheroes and uh, and also the general uh, general mass. Uh, and then um, during this, uh, Mr. Incredible was also used as a test subject to make his uh, robot better. And after the robot was finished uh, developing, he shot the robot into the city... Metro- Metroville? Yeah, Metroville. Metroville, yeah. Metroville, and uh, guise himself as a superhero and uh, tr- to, to, save the, to save the city, but ended up failing, and uh, Mr. Incredible and his, fa- and his family comes out, saves the day because he messed up. He goes and kidnaps their kid, and that didn't work out either, so he was uh, fr- uh, thrown into an exploding jet, and then he dies. Well, actually, we don't know if he dies or not. Oh, he dies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Anyway, that is... Uh... I mean, I haven't seen the second movie, but if he is not dead... Nah, I'm sorry. He, he does not feature in the second movie. Now that dude's dead as fuck. <laughs> oh, damn it. So, pretty much, he's a superhero. Then superheroes get banned and have to live like normals. 15 years later, he's married to another superhero. They have superhero children. And then his arch nemesis, who's been working behind the scenes, <laughs> devises a plan to defeat him. This movie makes the case that, like, you should be the nicest to the weirdest members of your fan club. <laughs> Isn't that, like, every kind of movie like this, though? <laughs> It's always the bloody crazy one. Yeah, always be nicest to the crazy people. But I did want to ask you guys. So the four family members, you've got Mr. Incredible, who is super strong. You've got Elastigirl, Mrs. Incredible, who is super flexible and can, you know, like extend her arms and legs and body parts into weird shapes. You've got Violet, who can turn herself invisible and create force fields. Dashiell, who can run really fast. And Jack-Jack, who just has like a grab bag of all of dif- all of the different powers, but can't control them because he's one. <laughs> Excluding Jack-Jack, because that's cheating. Which of the four family members would you like? Like, would you most want to have the powers of? There's a Violet. You know, I was thinking about this before because I was going to ask the question as to if you could have any superpower, um, super what would you have? But if it was out of those, I'd probably I'd probably go Elastigirl. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, mm. just back at the enveloping it, towards the end of the movie, when they hitch a ride on a rocket to get back to Metroville, she holds up a Winnebago through the G-forces of a rocket launch. Oh, like, yeah. That arguably, she's stronger than Mr. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty darn cool. Yep. And even when she's stretched out, she could, like, punch those guys in the head. You know, when she was, like, trapped between three doors or whatever it was? Yeah, that's great. And she's still able to punch them. I was like, oh, she's actually pretty darn strong, too. Hmm. So, yeah, that's my pick. Yeah. And based on... Oh, this is about the second movie, but she becomes the lead in the second movie as hmm. the superhero. And like they did say that she, objectively she was the better superhero based on what she's done so she's smarter yeah she's smarter less damage Hashtag #girl power bob Woo! just kind of breaks shit that's his whole mo he just kind <laughs> of punches shit until it goes away yep <laughs> or just hugged that lady really tight and he was just like i'll crush her I'm like all right mate <laughs> but he still didn't go through with it because he's a nice person uh so ken you're going with Violet. Yeah. Emma, you're going with Elastigirl. Yes. What does that leave me with? Who do I pick? Do I pick Mr. Incredible or Dash? Well, you were saying earlier that you have wanted to pick up cars. Yeah, let's go with Mr. Incredible. <laughs> like, I really empathize. Like, there's a scene early in the movie where he um he has this, like, really depressing life at the beginning of the movie because he can't be a superhero anymore. So he works at an insurance company and he drives this tiny car that he can't really fit in because he's enormous. Uh, and he gets home. <laughs> And he um, accidentally breaks the the window of the car when he shuts it. And he just flips out, picks up the car like he's about to throw it over a mountain. And I really felt that. <laughs> you okay, Jim? Yeah. Are you all right? No, you just... Have you never had one of those moments no, where have. you're like okay. trying to... Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel you, Bob. I get you. I'm just that kid on the driveway just waiting for something amazing to happen. So... Uh, if we're thinking of Syndrome's plan, so basically he wanted to destroy Mr. Incredible, I guess. Mm-hmm. He wanted um, to get his revenge. And so his plan was to track him down because obviously for 15 years he didn't know where the superheroes were. So he needed to track him down and 
he wanted to kill him and then like destroy the world, but then save the world. So it looked like he was the best superhero. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I think, yeah. Once he got his revenge on Mr. Incredible, which was like 15 years of build up for him, I guess. So like power to him. But yeah, once he did that, what he wanted to do was start all of these like robots taking over the world, but he was secretly in control so he could make it look like he beat them without having superpowers. Mm, yep. And that's something interesting that I noticed that some somebody pointed out to me on the internet is that um none of the villains in the Incredibles movies have superpowers. Yeah, which is weird. Oh, mm. oh. It's a good point because none of the, yeah, none of, because even in the flashbacks there wasn't really anything, was it? No, none of the villains yeah. have superpowers. So maybe only good people get superpowers? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I wonder how it works. Do we know how it works in that universe? Like how, how did just Not some for people sure. have? Yeah. We know at least that it's hereditary. Yeah, but I, I. But then you know I had the question, and I know that so each of their powers was something to do with their personality, but mm-hmm. like it just doesn't make sense to me that they would each have different. You know, if it's been passing passed down to your children, I don't know. That's where my mind went. That it didn't make sense that he was strong, she was a Laster girl, and then. Their kids' powers had nothing remotely to do with what they had. Yeah, especially Jack Jack. Like you, you find this, you find out more about this in the sequel. But Jack Jack basically has all powers. I want that one. <laughs> yeah, basically Jack Jack can do anything he wants. I mean, like it makes sense in the in the fact that this is basically an homage to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, because Mister and Missus Fantastic and the Fantastic Four have a son called Franklin Richards who's uh, one of the X-Men, but his power is basically he can reshape reality to be whatever he wants. Oh, geez, that's OP. Yeah. So these people just all just share their ideas and just change them slightly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do I change? That's a great idea. How do I change that just enough? Yeah, like we said, it's basically a similar but legally distinct version of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, So what did you guys think of the plan? Pretty good, except he made the machine too smart. Yeah. That was basically his downfall. So he made the, he makes these machines called the Omnidroids. And the Omnidroids are like a learning artificial intelligence that figure out how to beat you as you fight them. And the machine figures out that it's being controlled by a little computer on his wrist and just destroys the little computer. Well, takes the computer on his wrist away from him so he can't fight it. But the thing is, like, I just understand, right? Like, I think that was it's a great idea to be able to defeat the enemies and the people you want it to. But... Don't verse it yourself. No. <laughs> like, you don't, don't need anything fantastic. Man. It's basically like all for show. So just yeah. create some crappy little robot. Yeah. You know what you do? This isn't my plan, but you make a crappy little robot that you send to um, Metroville. destroy this. Yeah. You send to Metroville to destroy the city. Yeah. And then you send in the Omnidroid to fucking waste that motherfucker. Yeah. But then you don't come in then. You need to. Yeah, exactly. No, no. You don't go in. You just say, hey, I've got this robot that can take out the other robot. It's called the Omnidroid. Here it is. I'm the best. Yeah, fair. That wasn't anybody's plan, was it? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Ken. <laughs> was that your plan, Ken? Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> so what would you what would you guys rate mm. his plan though? I give it an eight. Yeah, I, I, he did very well except for making the machine too smart. He took out all of the superheroes basically in the world. Yeah, he did pretty well. <laughs> He's killed basically all the superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. He had good planning, so good foresight. He had henchmen, he had middle management. He had great <laughs> middle management. He, he did really well management. and he played the long yeah. game. I think he just, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he played a really good long game. He had some great henchmen. He had these secret lair off on this island and whatever. The thing was that he had planned for so many years and then right towards the end of it, like it all just happened so quickly. It was just kind of like, mate, you yep. just need to take a little bit more time. Yep. So what you're saying is like all nerds, he blew his load too early. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Thanks, nerds. <laughs> Nerds. So what are you giving him, Emma? I would... I, You know what? I actually think I'm going to give him an eight as well. I oh. don't think it was a... Hmm. I think he got a little bit of... Maybe <laughs> blew his load a little bit too soon towards the end. But I think he, it was actually a pretty decent plan. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I also give him an eight. Yeah. That makes him our highest rated villain. Really? Oh. Uh, he lost points for trying to kidnap a baby at the end. <laughs> <sighs> He was just scrambling at the end. How could you? Although, you know what's funny, Ken? Yeah? I've set up a little average thing in the spreadsheet. With that latest score, your average score is 6.66. Oh, speaking of 6.66, I have a fun fact. This is not really a fun fact. It's just at 33 minutes and 33 seconds in the movie, there's a drawing on Misty Incredibles' uh, man cave that that has the name Ken on it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Speak 
Speaking of fun facts, are we ready for some fun facts? <laughs> I am ready for some fun facts. Um, it was actually, well, when I say based on a true story, loosely. Um, so the director, um, Brad Bird, he took inspiration from his real life. And he'd actually, um, I guess more obviously not the superpower bit, but more the, the family side of things and how, you know, he wanted to be an animator, but he was working a job that he didn't want to do and things like that. So he kind of you know, I guess the real life aspects of it. Yeah, I was going to say, you say it's based on a real life story, but it's basically one of those movies where it's based on a true story, but all of the significant details have been changed except the theme. Yeah, but look, look, it's fine. It's fine. Just go with it. Um, so it is um, the only Pixar movie that I believe without the Pizza Planet truck. Ooh. Disgraceful. Yeah. Is that the toy? Is that the one in Toy Story? Yeah. The... the- yeah. Well, in, I, in all of them, I guess. But like in yeah. Toy Story, that's the one where they, um, where they go to the arcade and there's the pizza place. Pizza Planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they they climb in <laughs> to try and get back home, right? Yes, yes, that is the one. I didn't even know yeah. they went in other movies. The claw. Yeah, it's in all of them. Yeah, oh, it's like really? a little Easter egg that they put in. Oh wow, okay. The original title for the movie for the movie was The Invincibles, and the code name while it was in production was Tights. That's a good code name. <laughs> Tights. Oh, yep. Good. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Metroville, as we said, was the, the name of the town. And it's actually a combination of Metropolis and Smallville. Like ah. in Superman? Yeah. yeah. Superman. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. I've actually got a picture of Henry Cavill staring at me right now. <laughs> Just one. So in the vows, um, when they're getting married, um, Bob says, you're my greatest adventure, which is actually Aww. a call out to um, a DC comic series of Doom Patrol, which is called My Greatest Adventure, which actually has its own Elastigirl in it. Oh. I was going to say, apart from the Elastigirl bit, that seems like a bit of a stretch. Ha ha! <laughs> Nice. So the voice of Edna was actually from the director. Um, similar to, and I was trying to remember who it was. Oh, it was Stitch. It was, yeah, similar to Stitch. Yeah, that he recorded the early temporary tracks for it. And when the actress that they had um, brought in to, to, I guess, record for it, she heard them and she was like, no. <laughs> do you know what I, mo- the actress that they got in, who they thought was going to do the voice, she came in and um, and she said like, what the fuck do you want me for? He's already done it. Like, he's- <laughs> do you know what I know her most? from that actress yeah uh she was mrs frizzle or ms frizzle oh, oh is she yeah i was wondering yeah Wait, okay. ma- magic school bus yeah ms frizzle oh, from the magic school bus that was a okay. great show maybe i should rewatch that in quarantine <laughs> have i gotten there is that is that where i'm <laughs> no, at no, no, not yet emma <laughs> is that not where yet. i'm at Don't in quarantine oh god but you would learn so much from that show yeah it's edutainment Entertainment. Entertainment. So, all of the um, so all of the the hero, the superheroes that um, Syndrome killed were actually shown at the wedding. That's kind of morbid. Yeah. Wait, 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 Although wait, I guess what? I guess they've already rendered the characters. They might as well put them yeah. in the scene somewhere. <laughs> I, I thought um, I thought that those those ones were the one that were um having troubles with their capes also those are the same people that died <laughs> oh but did they get killed by syndrome i don't think yeah they were some of the so some of them die in cape mis you know costume Mishaps. malfunctions and some oh, of them were killed by okay. syndrome oh. yeah. also that is one of the greatest lines knuckets knuckets um stratogirl sucked into an airplane knuckets uh, you done is that is that it? Yeah, that's me. Okay, cool. Um, so Syndrome was based on the director visually. So the team, um, they had to work some crazy long hours to make the deadlines that the director had created and they wanted to take it out on him. And by the time he realised it was too too far into production to change <laughs> That's a it. real dick move. I think that's wow. fantastic. <laughs> and if you see a side-by-side photo, which Jim will put in the, the notes, it's actually pretty cool. So the kid who voiced Dash, um, they would get him to run laps in the studio to help him sound like he was out of breath. Oh, reading his lines because Dash is obviously running around a fair bit. <laughs> Which reminded me that yeah. I actually really like the scene at the end when he's in the the track race. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious! <laughs> no, no, <laughs> second so place, second place, close second. <laughs> like people next to the family are just like. <laughs> What the actual fuck? <laughs> um, so it is the first Pixar movie with um, main characters that are human, and that is also rated above G. Ooh. I mean, there, there is a fair amount of punching in this movie yeah, compared to the other. Yeah, there's actually a fair Pixar bit of. Movies. Even when um, when Frozone's like yelling at his wife, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just like seriously. 
I don't know if you have this fact in there, Emma, but um, Honey, Frozone's wife, was just one of the HR ladies from Pixar. Oh, good old HR. Uh-huh. That's great. <laughs> if none's in danger! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- it's actually one of my favourite scenes in this movie. I will give it that. Yeah, but so like good. for children, I mean, they probably wouldn't have really picked up on it. But <laughs> I know we were talking before about the the Fantastic Four similarities. But when this movie came out, it was in the same time that Fantastic Four, the original one with Chris Evans and Jessica oh, Alba and stuff <laughs> came <awful>. out. <laughs> um, and it actually forced Fox to put out another $20 million in their CGI because in The Incredibles, Elastigirl looked so good <laughs> that they, that they realised how shit theirs was and needed to hmm. redo their CGI. Still oh, wow. wasn't great. God, that movie's awful. <laughs> Still wasn't great. I was about to ask um, if I should see it, but um, I've got my answer. You shouldn't, but no, but you know what? I do like Chris Evans. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Chris Evans. <laughs> his... Clothes burn off at some point, and oh. it's, pretty, it's pretty great. And he's yeah, it's in the when snow. skiing, isn't he's it? He's in the snow. Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> the, the last one I've got here, um, actually, you know how I said that I had a picture of Henry Cavill looking at me? It's actually, you know how I was using it as my background on our Zoom conversation? It's the one of him as Geralt sitting in the park. <laughs> So as I was talking about Chris Evans in the snow and how he creates like the little jacuzzi, I looked up and there was Henry. Anyway, last one, which I actually thought was really cool, is um, there's a diehard reference in there. So as we know, Samuel L. Jackson, one of the coolest guys ever. Ha ha, he's coolest. (laughs) Played Frozone, but he was also in um, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, So when they um, are in the jewellery store and the cop is saying freeze and... Um, he's just saying he, he just needs a glass of water. He just needs a glass of water. It's a callback to Die Hard with a Vengeance when same thing kind of happens, but he's like, I need to answer this call on the payphone when he's standing mm-hmm. on the corner of the street. What's also funny about Samuel L. Jackson is that um, this was like the first thing that he voice acted, but Brad Bird said that he wanted Frozen to have, quote, the coolest voice. <laughs> so that's why he cast Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Look, he... he, he he did pretty like, damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely get it. If I think of cool voices, Samuel L. Jackson is definitely up there. Yeah, although there's a lot fewer F-bombs in Frozone than Samuel L. Jackson's normal characters. Yeah, I think there's about zero. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably had to do a lot of takes. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you like, can't can you imagine swear, Frozone? Sam. Look at this motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Dad, these motherfucking robots! <laughs> Oh, on this motherfucking plane. That's a that's a great movie too. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane. Let me remember that. Write that down. Snakes. Don't Ken. Don't. Oh. Don't. Okay. No, it's great. Definitely She's watch being it. Facetious. Definitely oh. watch it. Oh. You know that guy puts no. the snake in the microwave. Oh man. Yeah. Classic. Do you know that there's a one of the preset buttons on that microwave says snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys know that Violet uh, was. Shown as bold to her voice actor, voice actress. Really? Yeah, because they didn't have the, uh, the hair wasn't rendered yet when she was voicing her. Have you guys like looked up the hair animation on this movie? Holy moly. Yeah, that that was the other thing I remembered from the commentary track is that they, they spent a good like 10 minutes talking about how hard the hair was to animate in that scene where they land in the ocean. Yeah, but you know what annoyed me? Was when she was the boat, when she was the speedboat, and Why her, is hair, her hair looked no, but her hair looked like well done. I'm sorry, yeah. if you're the head of a boat, your hair isn't going to look like your fringe is nice and tidy off to the side. Oh. Your hair's going to be flying everywhere, like you were in a yeah. convertible, or that you're a mermaid. Yeah, sure. Like on on the front of an old <laughs> boat, you know, that's the joke I'm making oh. here. Oh. But but you know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like casually off to the side and then she like turns around and looks at the children and it's like still there. And I'm like, like uh, don't get me wrong, the hair was fantastic in this film. I think they did a fantastic job, especially with Violet. But hmm. that really annoyed me because it was just like, I'm sorry, I have short hair too and it would be going everywhere. <laughs> There's a reason why they call her Mrs. Incredible. Well, way to bring me hey. down. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Go, Mrs. Incredible. No, I was just going to say that I really like how well thought through each of the powers are for the characters. Yeah. Like, you know, Bob is, you know, the big has to be strong husband. You know, Mrs. Incredible is like, you know, the flexible mum. Violet is, you know, sees herself as invisible at school. And Dash is like a child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I love Violet's power so much, though. And when I watch mm. that movie in the cinemas, I come out like, oh my god, I want force fields and invisibility. That'd be awesome. Fuck, I wish I was as confident as, like, end of the movie Violet is. Oh, she's so oh, yeah. cool. I like movies. <laughs> I'll get I like the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Can someone come up to me and ask me out on a date like that, please? Yeah, have you have you considered trying that, Emma? Just walking up to a guy and being like, I like movies. Oh. <laughs> I'll, get I'll the buy the popcorn. <laughs> I'd probably get like a, okay, crazy lady. <laughs> and also, especially at the moment, I'd have to like stand like awkwardly 1.5 metres away from them and be like, I like movies. I, I, I would say yes if you did that to me. <laughs> uh, the movies are shut, just like- love. <laughs> Just like sitting in the in the seat, like three meters away from you. Like, <laughs> Would you like some popcorn? <laughs> no, d- no, that's the perfect opportunity to get one of those. You know those dinosaur grabby things. Oh yeah, and just like put it like two seats, <laughs> have two seats in between you, and just like reach over with that and grab it. Super romantic. Nah, you need you, you need a thing longer. Yes, thing from longer fu- from Futurama. A what? It's a he invents something called the thing longer, which is like a glove that you wear that makes one of your fingers freakishly long, uh, right. so you can like point or touch things that are far away from you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that'd be hard to pick up the popcorn, but sure. Two thing longer. And, and people thought I wasn't romantic. Look at me go. I've got all these romantic date ideas. Mm-hmm. Girls out there, this trick works. <laughs> Come back in two weeks for dating advice with Emma. No, nobody wants dating <laughs> advice with me. Anyway, cool. Shall we move on to it? Does anybody have any more fun facts or shall we move on? I don't think so. Okay. Mm. Oh, I have a question. I wrote this down when I was watching the movie. I was like, do people normally have slices of cake in the kitchen? I wish I did. I wish. They don't last very long. <laughs> yeah, like Mr. Incredible comes back from like li- um, saving those people out of a burning building and he comes back and he grabs a piece of cake out of this like cake holder and I'm just like, mm. d- d- does everyone have cake? Like, is that a normal thing? Look, I'm not going to lie. My mum my mum used to make cakes a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, when I lived at my parents' house, yeah. my mum would have cake in the house oh, from okay. time to time. Yeah, it wasn't like an everyday thing, but otherwise yeah. sometimes mum would be like, oh, I have bananas. I need to, so she'd make a banana cake <laughs> or okay. she'd be like, I need to get rid of this so she'd make a chocolate cake like it was mm. just kind of like okay god our parents were weird um fantastic my mom did <laughs> and i love you very much cakes. mom <laughs> and i cannot <laughs> wait for after quarantine cakes what's funny about that scene is when he comes home he's humming the movie theme song mm. <laughs> 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 which is it's like i hum the music from this movie when i'm just like around the house like you know the the montage scene where he's like lifting trains to work out. Yeah. Like the music from that, I like hum to myself when I'm like working around the house sometimes because it's just such a good like Because you feel like you're lifting trains. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just a good, it's such a good like getting things done montage song. It was good. And that was a really good montage too. I liked that. I thoroughly enjoyed that scene in a non-weird way. That sounded really creepy. Non-weird way. I thought it was a great scene. (laughs) No, it's such a good scene. Like I, I really like the way that they like, they really go all in. All of the, the, the four characters get a scene where you get to see like the logical conclusion of what their powers can do. Yeah. Like Bob is like lifting trains to work out and like Helen does the thing where she gets stuck between like the four doors. Dash gets to run on water. And I can't think off the top of my head what Violet's is. Um, well, escape out of the her- um, shackles. She also... Uh, yeah, she had, a, she had a few. She gets, and a then when of, she, she gets a lot of little things throughout. Yeah, and when she protected the family from the explosion yeah. and stuff like that. Best power. It's a pretty... Yeah. Like, look, that's a pretty good... It's a pretty good power. And like at, like you see in the second one, when, her for- when she makes her force fields, it basically goes through material. Mm. So she uses it to like cut things in half if she wants to. So you could like fairly easily decapitate a person with that. Interesting. Anyway, should we move on to our plans? <laughs> I'm not thinking about decapitating anyone, I'm sorry. Yes, let's move on to to our plan. Mm, mm, mm. So, when I was thinking about this, so I feel like Syndrome had two big flaws, I guess, um, in his plan. Um, so, the biggest flaw was that he, um, he thought he could beat Mr. Incredible when he was fighting fit. Um <laughs> as one and the second one was i guess trying to beat muscle superheroes instead of just outsmarting them um i mean like his power is money and intelligence like <laughs> you use that <laughs> like he's basically like what if batman was like a fangirl pretty much pretty much so so anyway so that was that so what i think that he should have done is focus on destroying mr incredible's legacy 
and not, I guess, essentially making a martyr out of him. Um, stick with the training and on the island and everything and, and make him as powerful as possible. But while he's on the island, you trick him and give him an injection of nanites or nanobots or whatever you want to call them. Essentially tell him that it's something that's going to help with his reflexes and let him get to that peak fitness and then you flip the switch so what this um, flipping the switch will do is essentially I guess augment his reality to make him see his friends and family as enemies um, that he's going to want to attack and kill and then essentially when you release him into the world the world's going to watch on in horror as he hunts down all the old heroes that are still left if the ones that you didn't catch like Frozone and things like that and so once this is done and the world is against him then you can approach him for that final battle but you flip the switch again and then he'll obviously go back into his own mind and realize what he's done which will absolutely crumble him (laughs) Um, and will break him completely and then also while the nanites are kind of I guess um, powering down they're going to start attacking his nervous system which will help if in case there's any extra strength that he does have Ooh, there Jesus and then Christ. you fight and destroy him and everyone will see you as a hero because you've taken down the the bad guy i guess i like the plan but i have a couple points it's like first off do we ever see syndrome using nanites or anything like that no but you assume with all the technology that he's got that that wouldn't be a far stretch of something that he could do. Hmm. He's got freaking those beam things that he's got coming out of his hand. I'm pretty sure. Zero point energy. (laughs) That's not what zero point energy is. I'm pretty sure that he could come up with something to inject him with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So no, we don't see it. Or you could just use like, let's, let's say for the sake of argument that the zero point energy field is a thing. Couldn't you imagine something like that to, like, make him move? I knew that would sugar Jim. Yeah, possibly. Like, it's the same end. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah. My, 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 my other point that I wanted to make is, why wouldn't you save your money on the nanites? Just film him destroying that building at the start of the movie and leak it to TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because I feel like he'll be able to come back from that. Damn, that's a KISS plan. He'll be able to come back from that. I feel like, look, because even if, say, that he wasn't able to, you weren't able to defeat him at the end there, um, even with the nanites or whatever, attacking his nervous system and you destroying him, that there is no coming back. From the world, he's either going to commit suicide, or you know, or be completely shunned from the world because everybody has seen everything that he's done, and it wasn't just destroying one building. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, you killed a lot of people and your family. You know that Mr. Incredible is watching, listening to the police scanners. Mm. I imagine it would be fairly trivial to engineer a situation where Mr. Incredible, through you know, not thinking things through, causes a lot of harm to people, and then you just film that and leak it to TMZ. Yeah. I just feel like it wouldn't have the same effect on him that killing his own family would. Hmm. Like we're talking about bloody (laughs) destroying this guy who didn't want to work with you. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, that was my plan. Good plan. I like it. Thank you. Very dark. Very, very dark. Yeah, it's very dark. You went (laughs) zero to 100 very quickly. (laughs) If you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Now might be a good time to let the audience know that um, today's episode is brought to you by... LastPass, uh, your all-in-one password manager for any situation that you might come to. Do you find yourself with a supercomputer that has all of your incriminating documents on it that's protected by a six-letter password? Well, fear no more because LastPass has got you covered. Um, <laughs> I thought you actually nailed, like, actually got us a sponsorship. I was like, what? No, I did not get us a sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you're going with this. Um, no. That- <laughs> first, first off... Never have a six-letter password on your computer that stores all of the incriminating documents that you wouldn't want leaked to DMZ. Anything else is too long to type, Jim. Oh, my God. So, is that your plan? Have a longer password? No. (laughs) That's a note. Let's just say that's a note that I have for him. The other note I have would be, give your fucking machines a backup power supply. Like, two is one and one is none, guy. Like, you've got to have two if you want, if it's vital. This also applies to travelling. This is um, Jim's travel tips as well. Yeah, two is one, one is none. If it's vital, you need a backup. <laughs> but no, my, um, my actual plan is very simple. My actual plan is, so the downfall of the machine is that the only thing that's hard enough to penetrate it is itself. So my actual plan is very simple. Make the body of the machine harder than its arms. 
Oh. It's very easy. That way the machine can't kill itself. That was part of my plan. Oh, well. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. It's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, that's the... F- like, supposedly, like, they learn from the different ways that the superheroes kill the machine as it goes through the testing process. But they didn't really learn from that in the in the first time Mr. Incredible kills it. It yeah. basically beats itself to death. And they didn't, they didn't fix that issue. Yeah. It's really easy. You make the body of the machine harder... Than the arms. That's what I was thinking too. That like you know for a you know a machine that can learn. If you recovered it and there's Hmm. holes all over it with its arms, the arms have broken the body. You should replace it with either harder material or thicker material, right? It doesn't make Hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. Any notes, (laughs) Emma? No. Like I look. It makes it makes sense. It's a quick fix. It's a quick and easy fix. You take the arms from whatever Omnidroid vert, you know, beta seven or whatever couple versions ago stick them on and keep using the same body it's easy doesn't require any additional development time i mean that, that's you still have the same problem that it's going to um gonna be it's gonna out yeah it's still gonna yeah, out it's still smart him. enough to knock yeah. syndrome out but like the incredibles can't take it out then and so it, it accomplishes its goal of like mass destruction yeah but i feel like because remember in the first one how he like he was still able to get inside of it so yes it, it yes it destroyed itself but mm. he was still able to get inside of it and you can't really steer away from i guess having some sort of crawl space because how else would you be able to create it are you making like a you need to service this machine yeah do you know you know what i mean so like so they'd still be able to crawl inside of it and then surely they'd just start ripping cables yeah just make like apple and glue the fuck out <laughs> it's only gonna last two years though yeah before the battery deteriorates. <laughs> really like needs to last a couple of hours <laughs> true true yeah uh. look i look i feel like that if if it wasn't that they'd find another way but i get from the movie sense that yes that would all right ken what's yours mm, okay here's my plan so in addition to uh heart like hardening the uh body of the machine i believe that uh some other modifications should be made um well so you've got two decisions here to make you uh, sorry you've got a uh, a decision here to make uh for syndrome so you either decide to fight it for real and actually be able to take down uh the omni omni droid by yourself so you'd either have to like be good enough to take them down or you'll have to like stage it uh, from the start to finish so you should really choreograph the thing you should do some rehearsals on the island beforehand you know you and when you go to um go ahead and actually do it you have to turn off the self-learning function because that was what really took him down you don't want uh, the machine to be able to learn from his fight with you you want to always have the upper hand otherwise every time you reboot the machine back up and take it to another city It'll become smarter. So you need to make sure to turn that off. Yeah, at least when it's fighting you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, I can't believe anybody bought him fighting with the machine. Like, he, like, really, like, pantomimes it up when he, like, does the, like, air punch and then, like, pushes the thing on his wrist and then the arm flies off. Yeah, Yeah, it was so bad. How did anybody buy that? Oh my God. I, f- I feel like it's supposed to be that it, he was like up high enough that people were kind of like maybe squinting a little bit, being like, uh, it's like that WWE wrestling. It looks yeah. just real enough, but until you're up close From and then you're like, away. oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That fight scene was so bad. I know it was on purpose, but still choreograph that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so the one and so the... <laughs> I'm just a pic- I'm just I don't know why, but I'm just picturing like, you know, a middle aged balding man in a leotard being like, Listen up, ladies <laughs> And a one, two, three, four, one, and a one, two, two three, four, one, two, three, four. Uh, and uh, the final part of my plan has to do with his real true goal. Um, I think super strength probably isn't the rarest of superpowers out of every everyone. And you'd be able to replicate that even with a robot. So I'd say don't use Mr. Incredible as one of your test subjects. If he's your final final boss, then just te- <laughs> you know take the Omni Droid to the point where you think it can defeat Mr. Incredible, and you let that thing loose, and don't give Mr. Incredible a chance to uh, recover from it. I mean, I imagine that's what they were trying to do the first time they brought him to the island. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but definitely what they were trying to do. But the thing is, like, here's the thing: like, he wanted revenge. My point here is that he should let him come out of his cave, be a superhero for a little bit, but 
when Mr. Incredible couldn't take the Omnidroid down anymore, uh, Syndrome comes out, takes it down easily, and, and then if Mr. Incredible comes up to him, you should say something like, I don't need you. I work alone. Ooh, sick burn. <sighs> Poetic revenge right there. And as uh, Edna... Uh, what uh, what did Edna say? Edna said, uh, men, at- <laughs> men at Robert's age are often unstable, prone to weakness. Therefore, I think my plan is perfect in defeating Mr. Incredible. I love the way Edna talks. <laughs> mm. She's so great. She's just, you know, follows her, she's the, follows the beat of her own drum, you know, like she just yeah. doesn't listen to anyone. And like, yeah, I just love the way this movie thinks. It's like, of course, fashion designers would be dying to like make outfits for superheroes. Oh, true. But with no caps. No caps. She's a great character. She's great. So much so that they basically had to shoehorn her into the sequel. <laughs> Did they? Oh, the yeah. sequel. Yeah, yeah. She's hilarious in the sequel as well. She's hilarious, but she doesn't really. It's not fit. the same. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. No. Also, you know how Mirage was like, there was so much going on between Mirage and Mr. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Is that like an affair, but like being like Disney-fied? Like, you know, like, is that what was going on? That, that That's the implication that they're making that, you know, basically this whole movie is Bob having a midlife crisis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. He quits his job. He buys a sports car. He starts working out. Can't remember what show it's from, but there's a line that's stuck in my head, which is like, um, men only take care of themselves when they want to impress someone. <laughs> uh, 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 um, I think it's 30 Rock, actually. <laughs> Possibly. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Now you've got me thinking about how Mr. Incredible would just destroy Mirage. Like, perhaps Elastigirl is the only person who can, like, accommodate him <laughs> if you take my drift. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's true, though. There's somebody there. For, there's somebody for everybody. Shall we vote? No, let me, let me think about this. Wait, give me a sec. Mine kind of had a useful digital health tip, which is to have a password manager. Oh, that's <laughs> true. And it made me feel like we actually got a sponsorship. So that made me feel good. Mm. Yeah, last pass if you're listening. <laughs> I will accept literally any amount of money. I, I, I don't think they're listening. What if they just give you a free are. like subscription to LastPass? I mean, it's free to begin with. So, so yes. <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they already are my password manager of choice, you know, for their ease of use and convenient users <laughs> and convenient user interactions. <laughs> any amount of money. Any, We're talking one cent. Any amount. All right. <laughs> Are we ready to vote? Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. Emma. Jim. Emma. <laughs> Yay! I won! I finally won! All I had to do was get really dark! Um, Noted. No, no, no. I, you nearly <laughs> lost my vote because you were so dark. I, I put, you know, there was just so oh, much detail and effort in yours that I'm like, nah. She know what she's doing. Yeah. That, yeah. You scared me a bit that if I didn't vote for you that you would kill me. That, that, that too. All I need is 15 years and a lot of money. <laughs> and I gotcha. I feel like every time I have something really well thought out and dark, I win. But I feel like... Maybe I just need to scare you guys. No, I felt like the last few times that my plans weren't... They were good, but they weren't ridiculously thought out. So I thought, you know what? I need to actually put some from some steps and something a bit different. And there you have it. Mm. Although, you know what your plans got me thinking, Emma? What? When's our 15-year high school reunion? Oh, my God. 15-year in four years. In four years. Four and a half years. Plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Ken, Who's we've only missing? got to keep this podcast going another four and a half years. <laughs> then he won't kill We're us. We're coming up on one. Jeez, what? we are. Um, Cool. So I win. Woohoo! Go me. So what's your headline, Emma? My headline is Metroville takes an incredible fall as Syndrome rises. Well done. Woo, damn. Good work, Emma. Thank you. Woohoo. I think I needed that. I think quarantine Emma needed that. I needed the win. (laughs) Although somewhat, unfortunately, that does even it out to two wins each. Wait. What? Are we on episode six already? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. These seasons just going. Oh, yeah. That's actually kind of cool that we're now evened out. Yeah. You may rue the day you said that, Emma, when we're on episode 12 of our Star Trek season. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Star Trek has been so good. Oh. I'm so glad you're enjoying Star Trek. It is so Trek, much yeah. fun. Like, you know, it makes you feel really smart and, you, you know, you're actually curious about how everything works in this universe. Hmm. Watch it, Emma. So just for the listener's benefit, I've set Ken an assignment of like the best episodes of Star Trek just to kind of acquaint himself <laughs> with the material. It's only 21 hours, though. Yeah. <laughs> He's made it through all the original series episodes. Oh, not yet, man. not yet. Oh, I think I have you. two left, don't I? Oh, two left. Yeah, okay. Two left. But you know, yeah. yeah. No. And then you're on to next gen. The, the original series is so good. I thought it was going to be like black and white, boring stuff, but damn, it was good. Like it's 
mm. you know, like the camera. I mean, you know, there's some really sexist camera work in there, but apart from that, like, <laughs> goddamn, they keep doing this thing throughout the original series where anytime there's like a young pretty woman on screen, they put like a blurry filter in front of the lens and like warm the lighting up. Goddamn. And normally there's like a <laughs> noise in the background. Like, that part of it hasn't aged particularly well. No, it has not. I can see the target audience though. I am the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, my well, my demographic about twenty years ago. I'd say. Wait, yeah, imagine 1960s. like sixties. You and me from nineteen sixty six. Yeah, like we were the target demographic yeah. for this show. <laughs> Jeez, this show's fifty something years old, and I feel like that's how long we've been talking about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until episode six of our Star Trek. Season. No. <laughs> Season six of our Star Trek. So, like, in addition to these se- uh, these three seasons that we've been doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, dear God. I'll give you one. I'll give you one Star One Trek. season. Okay, thank you. One season of Star <laughs> Trek. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Got it on tape. No back. No, I said one movie. One movie. <laughs> oh, I only get to pick one, like, one plot. Oh. How exciting damn, for you, Jim. Tough. You get to watch all of them to pick one. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. very exciting. I ha- I've been, You're welcome. I've been re-watching it with Ken as he goes, nice. with, goes through some of the episodes. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. Thanks for everyone. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was a, that was a good night. Incredible, incredible night. I would say join us next fortnight, but, like... Who knows? Even though, like, we're at home 99% of the time now, this coronavirus thing has really thrown our recording schedule yeah, out of whack. What day is it? Uh, so, join us next time where we will be talking about The Emperor's New Groove. Woo! Oh, is that what we're doing? Okay. All right. I'll watch that again. Nice. I've got so much time on my hands. Oh, my God. Yesterday, I thought it was Saturday. I finished work. I started eating dinner. You know, and then um, what my sister was like, So, you oh, worked what? and then still thought it was Saturday? Yes. It's that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. Oh, wow. I was like... Huh, this weekend's been going for for a while. You need to start going to bed at a reasonable time, Ken. (laughs) Also, not to brag, but who has two thumbs in a public holiday next Monday? Do we not get get one, do we? Oh. Yeah. Anzac Day's a public holiday in the ACT. Get Shrek to New South Wales. Yeah. Dumb. Another day to do the exact same <laughs> thing you do with your evenings. Sit around it's and watch for TV. The troops. I could go for a bike ride. I could do whatever I want to do. You could, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I might. You don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll talk to yeah. you next I'll time. I'll talk to you next time. I feel time. like we left it off on a really sad note. Mm. Oh. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to World Domination. You can find links to all the things we talked about, our other episodes, our social media handles, and our contact information at anchor.fm slash worlddomination. If you want to tell us something, feel free to get in touch. And remember, if you like the show, make sure to tell your mum about it. 